the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Mostly cloudy tonight, brisk and chilly. The low tonight, 39. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high 55. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. It'll be chilly with some frost developing in much of the area with a low tomorrow night of 34. Then a nice looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny. A milder afternoon, Saturday's high 63 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So you take a trip to, you know, to the airport, you're going to go away, get on a plane and travel. And uh, when you come back, instead of jumping in your car, you think, you know what? I really don't like that car. I'm just going to just gonna leave it there. I've nope. had it. Nobody's doing that with their car, right? Well, people are doing that a lot. So much so that the airport is going to have an auction. The airport authority is going to have an auction here. And uh, 15 abandoned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come on. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. People have abandoned their cars at the airport? Yeah, uh, at least 15 in the last year. I mean, please tell me they're old junky cars that they just don't want to take to, like, you know, calling Goodwill for them to pick it up. Check this out. A 2015 GMC Sierra Denali pickup truck. No. That's a lot of money. That's got to be like a $40,000 car. Thirty, $35,000, yeah. They've just left it. Uh, they were gonna. Here's the deal. On the, on the GMC uh, Denali, they were going to auction it off last year. They contacted the owner. He said, yeah, I'm going to come by and pick it up. He never showed up. So this year they're going to auction it off. (laughs) Now, there's 15 cars, trucks, and SUVs. Now, some of them, of course, you know, you might think, okay, a 1993 Ford Tempo. (laughs) Right. That's the person who didn't want to go through calling, you know, 1-800-GET-CARS. Right. They just left their car there. But other cars, good cars. So the 15 abandoned cars, trucks, uh, this weekend... And, uh, who's They're going to be auctioned off where? And- yeah. yeah, so the uh, the airport authority is going to have an auction. Now, along with the cars, other items include um, computers, office equipment. Wait a minute. Why are, are you saying that people left computers and office equipment in the airport? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also left a five-pound, 2,500-page English-Vietnamese dictionary, <laughs> some scuba gear as well. Um it's a hodgepodge of left behind, lost, otherwise unclaimed items that turned up over the course of the past year at the airport. Cell phones, any number of things. Yeah. I, I, so what, you go out to the airport to be a part of this auction? Yeah, you do. Yeah, Allegheny County Airport Authority's annual auction. You can find that on the web, Allegheny County Airport Authority's annual auction. 
and uh, that's and crazy. Claim. That's crazy. How did 15 people leave their car? I mean, I understand the dude with the tempo, but the other 14 people, why did they leave their car at the airport? Well, they're saying, you know, like maybe a, a student was flying in and instead of him taking his car, somebody picked him up and they were like, well, it's not worth it for us to go back and pick that car up. It's not worth I, mean, I don't know. You know, people, people have strange How stories. How much money yeah. do people have that yeah. they're willing to just put? Now, here's the deal. Their car in a parking lot and leave it. Right. Well, the cars are sold as is. So there's no guarantee that they're even going to start. I mean, they don't. you don't have keys, right? You don't have a key to the car. Someone has that so, key So elsewhere. you're bidding on a car that you can't even, you don't even have a key to. Right. And you have no idea, you know, what conditions it's in. I guess they probably have popped the the, the locks on the uh, outside. What if there's like a body in the back? I mean, no, they have to verify something, right? They've probably done a little search on the car, don't you think? I don't know. To, to get inside. If there's a body inside, you would know it. Believe me, you would. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. It's weird, All right. Okay. So, so let me ask you something. Hmm. Have you ever intentionally left something behind in an airport or hotel? <laughs> Now, of course, I know the answer that you've left something unintentionally because everybody's dropped something or whatever. Intentionally, have you ever left something? I have. Please mm-hmm. tell me. Have you? Uh, yes, I just did it recently. Really? Yes. Yeah. Well, I had these pair of shoes, and um, I-, I liked them. They were these brown. Um, uh, here's here's the bone of contention in the marriage. It had a buckle. It had a buckle, you know, like a little silver buckle on it. And I liked it. Every time I put them on, my wife was like, you look like you're an elf. <laughs> so she would kind of like, you know, make fun of me. And one time we were in a hotel in, uh, we were on a trip. I think we were in St. Louis. And I looked at those shoes and I thought, yeah, enough of those elf jokes. And I just left them behind in the in the hotel we were staying in. And that was it. And I, I think about those shoes because I like them. And I think maybe somebody's out there wearing those nice, you know, brown but buckled shoes that I had. How about you? All right. Well, when I was in Europe over the summer. <laughs> you left a little piece of yourself behind in Europe. Oh, I left a bunch of pieces Did of you? myself. I'll tell you oh, right you t- now. Oh, you overpacked, didn't I you? I overpacked, yeah. even though I was warned ahead of time not to. Mm-hmm. Because I had never been there, I didn't quite get in my head <laughs> like the age of the streets we were going to be on. Yeah, yeah. And the steps and the lack of elevators and that I was going to be lugging that stupid 38-pound bag everywhere. Yeah. And by day two, I hated myself. The suitcase. I hate yes, but day two, I hated myself for bringing all the stuff in the suitcase. And by day fourteen, I was beside myself. It's <laughs> a lot to lug around. So the last night I was in Germany, I was in Marburg, Germany, a very nice hotel. I was packing up all my stuff, and I thought, you know what? This is over. So I just started taking stuff out of my suitcase. So I took, oh yeah. So I took out, I I left for the cleaning people a whole array of items. Oh, I'm sure they were happy to get them. I did. No, they were nice. I left them a curling iron, a nice blow dryer, a whole bunch of hair products. I I laid it out. And with a little note, I do not want to carry this a moment longer. (laughs) Please help yourself. (laughs) Now, most likely... The the maid service at the hotel, they were probably not bilingual. Well, look, I, I right? couldn't speak German, which was, you know, my own fault for right. going and not being prepared. But I did my best. I laid it out. It was very nicely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I just tossed a couple things and made them think that, you know, it was some yeah. vagrant who left their stuff behind. They probably found their way to a German landfill. 
I don't know. I My think guess. someone probably looked at that and said, well, that's a pretty nice blow dryer. I think I might keep it. Really? You think? Yeah, I, I think so. I Listen, know. I had a, it's traveling for a long time. Did you ever read this, the book by Bill Bryson on him traveling the Appalachian Trail? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, what's, the, what's the name of that book? Can't, a Long a long Walk? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I it's think, a yeah, long yeah, yeah. something. Right. Anyway, the story great, great. of what happens between him and his friend within the first 48 hours. <laughs> We're just going to abandon just, he stuff. Just thro- he just chucks his stuff over a cliff <laughs> right. because you just don't get it right. when you're packing what your life is going to be like when you're carrying it. But to leave a GMC Denali at the airport. That's crazy. But I understand the person that left the Vietnamese dictionary sure. because they thought, really, do I need all 2,500 pages of this? Someone else awful lot. can be gifted this. Wouldn't it be cool to like work in a lost and found just to sort of be part of that? Just Especially to, at an airport. Yeah. I mean, all the weird stuff that's going to come your way, right? Everyone's got a story and uh, the minutia that they travel with. I mean, with, I got to be honest with you. If I wasn't booked up, I'd like to. to, go to the, have you been to a, an auction? I have never oh. in my life well, been to an auction. You're missing something because you would love it. Seriously. It's so, you get what I, I would describe auction as. Fever. Auction Look, fever. Look, that's why I can't go because mm. I'm going to turn into a crazy person. My wife just went to an auction and. <laughs> Did she turn into a crazy person? <laughs> she came back. She came back with a uh, sign from an oil change company. Like, you know. Like a metal sign? Yeah, a metal sign. And it said, like, Kendall Oil. Park here, you know, for special services or something like that. She walked in the house. She was like, oh, I had to have this. This is really nice. She paid $40 for it. I'm not quite sure what that was. But there it sits. See? That's why I'm not going uh, to an auction. Auction fever. That's yeah. not, mm-hmm. No, because I'm going to end up with a bunch of stuff I'm going to have to leave in Germany again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Hey, we've got a good show for you today, do we not? We really do. Uh, we're excited about having Larry Totten back with us. Um, Larry has spent a ton of time over the last 20 years debating those who don't yet believe, um, sharing in, an, in um, an apologetic fashion what his faith means to him and what it means and how he thinks it impacts the world. He's going to join us next, and we're going to talk about um, gossip. Always a worthy subject. And how we can destroy one another. It's call-out culture debunked next on today's ride home WORD. The prophet Daniel faced many tests throughout his life. As a young man in the intense flames of a furnace, and as an old man in a hole with a bunch of hungry lions. Hop aboard the Bible bus as we learn more about Daniel's amazing faith and God's amazing grace this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty, which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through October 31st. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. 
Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851-3811. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best that it can be. That's why every Original Mattress Factory employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Larry Totten is with us. Larry is the um, executive director of Fix Point Foundation. He's a freelance columnist as well. Uh, he is the author of The Grace Effect and the Gospel Coalition Book of the Year, The Faith of Christopher Hitchens. And, uh, Larry, it's been a, a while since you've joined us. So, uh, Larry, welcome back to the show. Always happy to have your voice here. Hey, it's great to be with you, John and Kathy. Larry, um, we were just talking about people we hadn't, you know, had a conversation with in a long time over the weekend, and we both thought of your name, like yeah. within a couple hours of each other. It was really weird. And um, so I was on your website, and I read a movie review that you did. Now, this is an odd conversation because this is a it's a Danish film we're talking about. I don't necessarily want to talk about your movie review, but I want to talk about what the movie was about because I think yeah, it's sure. instructive as we think about what call-out culture is um, and what the pro the biblical prohibition against gossip really means for us today. So in an encapsulized version, Larry, can you tell us the story of this film? Yeah, sure. I, you know how if you, your subscribers will know, and I'm sure you do, if you you um, you know have Netflix or something, uh, you know, they, it offers you suggestions. And this Danish film, The Hunt, which stars a guy, uh, who I think his name is Matt Mickelson, that's uh, just anglicize it he's uh you know played lachif in the bond movie casino royale it's uh it's one of these films that kept popping up and i thought you know what i'm gonna watch this and i was looking for a couple of hours entertainment and what i got was a uh a film that was very very heavy and it uh just set in this uh um small dutch fishing village and it's the story of a of a man uh who's well liked by the community and uh, he's, you know, he's had some of his, his own setbacks. He's recently lost a job, and he has taken a part-time position in a kindergarten. And uh, a little girl, uh, who is the daughter of his best friend, she tries to put, you know, she's about five or so, she tries to put a romantic kiss on him. And 
he he pulls her aside and he says to her, Clara, you know, that's inappropriate. You know, don't do that. Well, as the movie unfolds, Clara goes home and um, she tells her parents um, that uh, Lucas um, exposed himself to her. Uh, and Lucas is the, uh, you know, the, 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 the teacher. And before long, uh, as the film's title would suggest, The Hunt, um, poor Lucas is, has been utterly destroyed by the people in this village, none of whom will listen to anything that he has to say. Um, a, an inquiry is set by the school officials as, um, you know, counselors of, of dubious skill are all brought in. And little Clara, uh, who is a character you come to like in this film, she recognizes what she has done. And she tries to tell the adults in her world, she tries to undo it. And she tells her parents, Lucas didn't do anything. Well, counselors begin to tell the parents, well, she's suppressing memories. Mm -hmm. And this is what, in any case, the the film, it was so jarring. And partially because it resonates, I think, with many of us, with our experience with human nature. We're inclined to believe the worst um, of people. And uh, people love to think they're, they're better than, than the next person to them. Christian knows, Christians know less than others. And uh, the power of gossip, as this film would, uh, would suggest, is to utterly destroy people. Mm-hmm. And such is the age which we live in now. I mean, of course, since uh, man and woman have walked the earth, there's been gossip. But because of that boogeyman, which we call social media, gossip quickly envelops all of us, whether it's a film or a review, uh, what's happening down the street uh, or all that. I mean, it's just a mess out there, isn't it? Well, it really is. And, you know, my wife and I have learned through through hard experience, um, the inclination um, that we all have, um, us no less, by the way, than other people, um, to to talk about our neighbors and to talk about the people we go to church with and to um, to sharply criticize and to defame, ultimately, um, the people around us. And we, in turn, teach our children to do this, and they teach theirs. And it's um, I think that, that as Christians, we tend to think that gossip is a small sin as sins go. We think, you know, we, we, even, we even kind of uh, have little humorous sayings, you know, uh, as it relates to this. You know, we're, we're going to sit and, you know, uh, uh, talk over the Cracker Barrel and, you know, chew people up. But, you know, I, you know when you look at what Scripture has to say, Psalm 101.5 says, whoever slanders his neighbors secretly, him will I destroy. And Titus 3, 10, and 11 says, as for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful and self-condemned. I mean, Scripture speaks so strongly to this human tendency, but for whatever reason, we like to overlook those passages. We sure do. So uh, in the same vein of this, Larry, you know, now with, as you're talking about, the, you know, the rise of Netflix or Amazon Prime, there's been sort of this, um, I don't think I'll understate this, a golden age of documentary filmmaking. And of course, now when you watch a documentary film, if you know, if you're, if that's kind of your thing, or if you, you've just kind of newly discovered what documentary films are about, 
Always in a documentary film, of course, there is a perspective of the documentary filmmaker, the subject that they're working through. So I was watching a, a film, a documentary film uh, called uh, The Family. Uh-huh. And I, I, I had this in my head as you were here saying that. So I'm watching this, This uh, I think it's like a, a, a nine-part series, and uh, Netflix describes it as this. An enigmatic conservative Christian group known as The Family wields enormous influence in Washington, D.C. in pursuit of its global ambitions. Now, as yes, a believer, right? I, now, as a believer, I go, hey, I want to watch this. This is pretty interesting. But I'm watching this, and I'm thinking... Well, there's not a whole lot there. Let me watch another episode. Okay, there's a little something there about, you know. You mean evidence-wise? Yeah, relationship or influence and things like that. But, you know, when I look at it, I kind of think, well, this, whether it's Christian or not, it's a bunch of people who are like-minded, who are looking after each other, who have a particular political or spiritual bent, and they're finding their way into positions of friendship and influence and power. So I say all this because I'm, I'm on Twitter last night, and all of a sudden, two men who uh, we know, Donald Miller and Bob Goff, all of a sudden are mentioned as part of the family, and there's all this piling on of, oh no, these are dangerous, nefarious men. How have we been duped for so long? So something to me that, you know, like this, like the family, which to me is based upon a lot of gossip and innuendo, is dragging other people into this net and lives hang in the balance. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. And great harm could come from that. What do you think? Oh, oh, gosh. Um, this, this, it's funny uh, because when you were talking, I was thinking, I wonder, I wonder if you two are aware of the, of the film The Family. Uh, you know, I was actually on the Alabama board of the National Prayer Breakfast. I attended the National Prayer Breakfast several times. Um, the family of which they speak is a, a family of um, of good repute. Uh, yet when you watch this, it's all this, this innuendo and suggestion that somehow they're manipulating the, um, the levers of power. Let me give you an example, a very personal example, of how this kind of thing works, particularly when we're talking about media being involved. Uh, you may remember this, but in 2016, I published um, a book titled The Faith of Christopher Hitchens, um, The sure. Restless Soul of the World's Most Notorious Atheist. Um, the film, when it was released, um, was very well reviewed um, by um, secular as well as Christian outlets. The Gospel Coalition named it the Book of the Year. Chris Matthews, Chris Matthews yeah. of MSNBC had me on his show Hardball and called it a beautiful book and said everyone should read this book. I mean, they contacted me and asked me to come on their show. The New York Times favorably reviewed it. The Wall Street Journal did. But then um, a muckraker falsely claimed that I claimed that Christopher Hitchens converted on his deathbed. Suddenly, I was being... um, a publicly pilloried from everywhere, from you know numerous atheist websites to the Guardian in Britain, the Independent in Britain, uh, BBC. We have this this on our website. A BBC host uh, named James O'Brien, uh, incredibly smug, had me on his show Newsnight, and I, and I pointed out, James, have you read the book? It was clear he had not hmm. read the book. But I was suddenly, you know, my, my Amazon page was being crashed, and I was, I was being accused of any number of, of things by people who had never bothered 
to check the reality. In fact, I'd written the whole last chapter uh, in um, anticipation of people saying that I would claim a deathbed conversion. And uh, even Richard Dawkins reached out to me, who I, who I know Dawkins uh, reasonably well, and he condemned me. And I said, Richard, read the book. And, and I said, and don't conflate my expressed hope as a Christian that he converted in my personal view that he did not convert. Mm-hmm. I mean, I basically say in the book, I do not believe that he converted, uh, but I can't possibly know that. So, you know, that sort of thing, it was hurtful to me personally. Oh it was hurtful to my family. It was, and you realize that the truth didn't matter. No, you know, the sort of people who are out to smear you, they don't care what the facts are. The reality is they are married to an ideology, and, uh, and, and uh, the end justifies the means. And so often, yes, the, the ability to do people harm, and when you start throwing social media, as you mentioned, into this, the ability to do people harm is endless. We're, we're having, uh, you know, so many instances of gossip, we're discovering that social media uh, is causing many young people to commit suicide. We need to step aside, but our conversation with Larry Totten will continue after the break. Executive Director of the Fixed Point Foundation, freelance columnist, author of The Faith of Christopher Hitchens. More with Larry next. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Hey, Pittsburgh. This is Tony Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car, truck, or crossover, now is the time to visit the team at Calusi. They now have the new 2020 Chevy Equinox in stock. So with select bonus cash and price reductions below the MSRP, you could save over $4,200 on select Equinox models. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. The first few visits for a kid can really shape their future outlook on dentistry. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Time and time again, adult patients who have a phobia of dental treatment, it really started from a bad experience in childhood. And so if we can do everything in our power to make sure that the first few visits are fun, then it really sets up the patient for no fears when it comes to returning. Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dentistry. 
Tree.com. Some window replacement companies offer only one window model that might not meet your taste or budget. At Pella, we determine which window or door style will give you the features you want in three types of materials. Pella has blinds between the glass, innovative screening options, and lots more. Don't settle for a one window model choice that really is no choice at all. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Mostly cloudy tonight, brisk and chilly. The low tonight, 39. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high 55. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. It'll be chilly with some frost developing in much of the area with a low tomorrow night of 34. Then a nice-looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny. A milder afternoon, Saturday's high 63 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Executive Director of the Fixed Point Foundation, Larry Totten is with us. Larry is also an author of The Grace Effect, the Coalition uh, Gospel Coalition Book of the Year, The Faith of Christopher Hitchens. If you're just joining us in our previous segment, Larry was sharing a story about how a portion of the book that he wrote that was named um, Gospel Coalition Book of the Year was just either never read or disregarded and the statements about it became gossip about it which turned into major media about it and it turned into this downward spiral of angst directed at Larry which was truly if you had read the book baseless but Larry you said before the break facts didn't matter the people didn't care the people that wanted to wreck you were going to wreck you here's my question what about those of us who aren't one of those major media players we're receivers of information we have to be ones who care about facts right yeah i think we do and i don't know kathy you can tell me if this is an appropriate place to say it or not but but uh, it, it it feels to me like grace is a is 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 an element of this conversation, and um, you know you know whether we're talking about the publication of of a book and false reporting, or we're just talking about you know our neighbors. Um, at some point, as Christians, we really have to be the kind of people who are who are genuinely harbors in the midst of the storm, um, that we are people who are offering grace to those people around us, uh, be they broken or not, um, be they be the gossip accurate or not. Um, we need to be the kind of people who are pointing people towards the cross, um, that we are pointing them to a gracious God, and that we reflect in some measure that God's character. I think, Larry, it's, it's an excellent point. If you would talk to the average person and say, Please, uh, please give me a definition of grace. Most people could not identify what grace was or is, and then they would be unable to act on that because they lack the definition. And of course, whether you're a believer or not, all of us need grace. Yeah, it's. I mean, in the in the theological sense, we mean it as unmerited favor. Um, in the, you know, Christians believe, to those of you who are out there who are listening who aren't Christians and who maybe hear us use this word a lot, 
uh, we believe in a God um, who is holy and just and perfect and who owes humanity nothing, but that those people who believe in him and believe in Jesus's work on the cross and believe that he died for our sins, he extends to us grace. That is to say, he forgives us and he offers us an eternal life. It's a free gift. There's nothing we have to do to earn it. And that's what sets Christianity aside from every other religion. We're not out there trying to earn God's favor. Uh, he offers it to us freely. And I think we as Christians, when we're, we're just speaking of it on a day-to-day basis, it may just be a gentleness and in kindness. And uh, and I think too often as Christians, our response, let me give you an example. I'm, I'm going to tell on myself right here. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, uh, this morning, these days I get up and I, I pray, Lord, just help me not to screw up something today. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm reading uh, Charles Spurgeon this morning, and it's terrific. The um, evening, mornings and evenings, if you know the devotional that I'm referring to. And, uh, and I'm really trying to take this message on board, and I pray, uh, you know, Lord, help me to really represent you this day. I get in my truck, and I am um, getting onto the interstate, and I have the right-of-way. I'm turning right, and a guy fr- coming the other direction tries to beat me, and uh, he does not have the right-of-way, and so he takes his big SUV and endeavors to intimidate me with his vehicle, gets a few feet off my bumper, mm. is honking, and is giving me the finger. Mm. And do you know what I did? Please the, tell us. Having just read my Spurgeon, <laughs> yeah. I tapped my brakes <laughs> just ever so slightly, Nice. and I gave him the finger right back. Okay, okay. all right. That's and uh, what I'm what I'm trying to say. So this is the center that your your people are are, are listening to. And the <laughs> moment I did that, yeah. I thought, Larry, what in the world? And that's the that's the that's the na- that is that is human nature. Yes, it is. Um, is we're always trying to restrain our darker impulses. And uh, when it comes to the discussion that that we're talking about right here, and I repent of that, by the way, I want to be clear to the people who are turning off their radios right now. I I, I repent. It's a sinner. It's know, a sinner who's repented. It is a, I am a definitely that. But, you know, I find that very often as Christians, we default to our human inclinations just the same as unbelievers do. And at some point you have to ask, where does the Holy Spirit play some kind of, kind of role in our lives? And, uh, and so you have that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to check you, as it did in, in, in my case, and uh, maybe maybe just a few seconds late, but in any case, it did come in. And uh, where your inclination is to say something about someone that you shouldn't say, or to them that you shouldn't say, and that you have the opportunity to extend grace, kindness, gentleness, hope. Those are the things we need to be reflecting to a fallen world, and I'm afraid we just don't do it very well. Right. Nor do we do it to ourselves well, right? I mean, the, the general world or even to ourselves. It's just, it's just oftentimes, at least for me, and I think probably what you described, Larry, it's a second-by-second second struggle in our own lives to extend grace. Larry Totten is with us from Fixed Point Ministries. We need to take a break. Stick around. We're talking about grace, gossip, self-righteousness, all those unholy things, with the exception of grace. Grace. 
101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Adrian Rogers on being free from financial oppression. God wants his people to be out of bondage. I'm not saying, friend, that you're going to have diamonds dripping from your fingers. If God gives you that, I rejoice with you. And I'll tell you, if it takes those things to make you happy, there's something wrong with you. Find God's way to health, wealth, and wisdom with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, so the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. ever hear somebody say, well, my truth. I can't stand that. This is my truth. I cannot. That phrase needs to be banned. Well, I'm going to tell you my truth, right? So we live in this era of hashtag fake news. I think we all recognize, well, maybe not. I think maybe that's the problem. We've all been duped by what we consider to be truth and real news. When you peel back the facade just a little bit, you kind of go, well, that's rubbish. There's no, there's no truth in there at all. We're talking to Larry Totten, executive director of the Fixed Point Foundation, freelance columnist, the author, also of The Grace Effect and Gospel Coalition Book of the Year, The Faith of Christopher Hitchens. Please find more information about him at LarryAlexTotten.com. Larry, you mentioned that if we're going to find our way out of this call-out culture, this gossip culture, um, that we're going to have to recognize that grace plays a part. 
I also feel like truth has to play a part. And I might be a voice crying out in the wilderness um, or maybe a voice like screaming into the wind. But for the story you told us about people just blatantly disregarding what you wrote in your book about Christopher Hitchens, piling on you, one person piling after another, all of these people claiming that you said something you just objectively did not say, it just makes me cry out for someone to say, okay, let's take five minutes, let's open up a book and read it and decide if this is what somebody said or not. It's like, you know, but we're all in our camp. So if if you hate the president, then you're in favor of his impeachment, whether you think that he did what they say he did or not, right? It doesn't matter, right? So how do, I guess my question is, how, how do we regain that? Boy, um, I don't know. Um, I guess that's the end of the interview. Yeah, okay, we're done. <laughs> I, you know, listen, I, I, I am so much in agreement with you, Kathy. One of, one of the things here, and I, some, of, some of your listeners, this will resonate with them, that is so discouraging. When I founded this organization, um, Six Point, uh, as a younger man, um, I entered into this world with so much naivete because, I, you know, we created Six Point, at least in part, not just simply to be able to, to bring the gospel into the secular marketplace, but part of our goal was to bring about reasonable dialogue between um, various groups on the big questions of our day. So one of those questions might be atheism and Christianity, but also might be immigration, you know, sure. let's say. And um, one of the hard lessons I had to learn is that um, I was of the view, I think somewhere deep in my psyche, and this is very American, by the way, it characterizes our foreign policy frequently, is that all misunderstanding, excuse me, all conflicts are due to a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, you realize that just simply isn't true. There are people who understand you very well, and they are determined to malign you. Let's just take something public that everyone knows. Um, the Russia collusion narrative. Right. How did Democrats respond when it was demonstrated demonstrated that this was objectively false? Was there any apology? No. Was there any? Oh, my. Nobody walked it back. Not, not at all. And they just moved straight on to the next thing. I mean, the goal has been to impeach him all along. And regardless, by the way, of where anyone listening to us stands on that issue, the reality is impeaching him is the goal, and we're going to, no matter what we have to do to bring that about, we're justified in doing it. And unfortunately, that's the way a lot of people operate. I think that's evil in the world. I yeah, mean, we're really getting at we're really getting at the problem of, no, of you're evil. Right. Um, Jeremiah seventeen nine: uh, the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. But. Yes, we are dealing with evil in the world, but I also think we're dealing with just plain laziness also. And that maybe is, I don't know if that's as hard to combat, but I think it's a major problem when we're when we're in social media a lot of the time. And so we just trust what that guy said without no, going the you. extra mile. And, you know, whenever there's a Supreme Court ruling that comes down. We always say on the air, you know what? These are not really complicated documents. Like, actually, just take 10 minutes and just read it for yourself. Forget what the National Review says. Forget what Slate says. Forget what it – don't go to a commentator. Actually go to the source, see what you think, and then see what other people think. I don't know why we have become flaccid in our – just our ability to sit down and read something. Well, we are a reactionary society, aren't we? And that's what social media 
has empowered people to do. There was a time when um, our reactionary tendencies were at least were, were at least contained to our families or our immediately immediate circle of uh, you know our friends. But now people can just get on. It's one of the reasons I got off of social media. Uh, is or at least I have other people who who pretend to be me on social media. They tell me never to say that, but I just did. And uh, and it's because it is just so easy to um, uh, to react to things instantaneously, say things that you shouldn't say, mm-hmm. but also just say things that are just simply foolish and uninformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that LeBron James, for example. Oh my gosh, doesn't that Montana. drive you crazy? I mean, you hear that and you think, really, it would have taken you 10 minutes of watching a YouTube video to figure out that what you were about to say was wrong. But where do you put your trust? Yeah, well, for sure. I'm yeah. sorry. So where do you put your trust? I mean, you know, look, we're looking at sports stars for, you know, our public policy. Clearly, that's misplaced. Well, I, for one, turned to John and Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and we turned to the my, Fixed Point Foundation, but we heard the guy who was running that was giving detectives. some guy the finger on the road the other day. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think we all have those voices that we listen to that we think are reasonable and, um, and intelligent and, you know, who do some of the work um, for us. You know, I like to say, you know, at Fixed Point Foundation, we think hard so you don't have to. But, um <laughs> You know, it's 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 our problem is is it's a combination of laziness. It's a combination of the fact that we we all have our wicked tendencies. We love love jumping on the next guy and um, reveling in his or her um, misfortune. And yes, we don't really want to do the work of discovering you know what the truth of a given situation actually is. Well, the problem with that, Larry, is that with today, each of us has a megaphone because we've got a Twitter or we've got a Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I feel like now we have perhaps a greater responsibility than ever before to be judicious about what we say. Well, I think I think we certainly I think we certainly do when you're talking about the electronic you know reach of that, and there is some discussion um, at you know. Um, um, at the the higher cultural levels of that this is something people just simply shouldn't have. And um, there is an effort to suppress some elements of free speech. And this is, this is another conversation and it's something that I find equally disturbing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fixed point foundation, we have difficulty buying Google ads and Facebook ads, and it's because they find um, us objectionable. And uh, you think really, I mean, just because I had the nerve to to say that Islam was actually connected with the latest terrorist attack, you know, or something like that, um, they 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 uh, single you out for a kind of soft persecution. Right. They know that you're conservative, and they know that you're Christian, and they say, "No, we're not we're not going to sell any ads to you." But to the point that you're making, you know, how we find that balance between just um, uh, you know, being reactionary and saying whatever out there in the blogosphere and, you know, having an inability to say anything at all is a very difficult question, isn't it? It surely is. Well, Larry, thanks for being with yeah, us. Yeah, this is fun. Tough we enjoy fun. the conversation. Thanks, yeah. keep, uh, keep proclaiming the truth of the gospel is our encouragement to you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's so good to be with you guys again. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. We really are. Larry Totten, he's the executive director of Fixed Point Foundation. Look for him online, LarryAlexTotten.com.
Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to wordfm.com slash Israel. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during admissions week October 21st and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just $100 for a limited time. See if you qualify. Call 412-851-3811. 412-851-3811. You see them all around town. Cintas trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use Cintas, you know they're confident and ready. Cintas helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Representative Elijah Cummings, who represented parts of Baltimore, the city where he was born and raised, died early this morning at the young age of 68. Uh, He passed away at Johns Hopkins Hospital from complications concerning longstanding health challenges. You know, I was reading about Elijah Cummings this morning, John. Just a really fascinating life. You know, he was the son of a sharecropper. I read this story. This is in the Washington Post. At the age of 11... He helped integrate a local swimming pool while being attacked with bottles and rocks. Hmm. Did you know that Perry Mason is who inspired him? Perry, the TV show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. That's, he said that uh, 
Many young men in his reform school or in his neighborhood were going to reform school and he didn't really know what reform school was, but he knew that Perry Mason won a lot of cases and probably these guys going to reform school could use a lawyer. And so that's why he decided to be an attorney. So check this out. In grade school, he, uh, a school counselor told him he was too slow to learn and he also spoke poorly and he would never fulfill that dream of becoming a lawyer. He was devastated. Um, but he persevered, and he did go to law school, and he eventually won that seat in Congress. I mean, he proved, proved the counselor wrong. Mm-hmm. He became that lawyer, one of the most powerful orators in the state house, which he entered in 1983 in Maryland. He also rose to become the first black house speaker pro tem. He would begin his comments slowly, developing his theme, and then raising the emotional heat until it became like a sermon from the pulpit. He went from the Maryland Assembly and then found his way into Congress. He said, in the Maryland Assembly, whether you were a Democrat or Republican, there was an effort to work together. But when he found himself in the Congress, he clearly saw the lines that divided the parties. Isn't that pitiful? Sure is. It really is. Now, personally, I don't think I ever um, agreed with Elijah Cummings on much. But I can say, man, what a life he lived and so sad that it it ended so soon. Um, so our sympathies to his wife and his family and everyone who loves him. I have to say, when I was reading the USA Today article today, John, I could not believe that it's talking about Elijah Cummings in the third paragraph, not at the end, or it shouldn't have been mentioned at all, but certainly shouldn't have been mentioned in the third paragraph. It says Cummings, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, most recently sparred with President Donald Trump. Right. What? That's the headline. That's the headline in the obituary. President Trump is mentioned in the man's that's obituary. The, that's, that's the headline in what? New York Times. New York Times. Yeah. Seriously. Why that's where we does are. everything have to revolve around Donald Trump? Well, that's where we live. This and is breathe. a crazy time. We have to, all of us, garner some sense and realize that Donald Trump is one man. And the more we make things about him, the more things will become about him. But he is just a person. Elijah Cummings should not be remembered because of his connection to the president. Right. It's not like they were lifelong friends or lifelong adversaries. It shouldn't, it should just, it, it should be a footnote. Nothing more than right. that. Right. This is the last three years of the man's life. The The obituary headline in today's Chimes, uh, Elijah Cummings Powerful Democrat who investigated Trump dies at 68. What is that? That it is tells the you everything headline? you need to know. That is so. It tells you everything ridiculous. you need. And you're right. I mean, everything does revolve around this. Rather, so rather, if you love him or if you hate him, everything is about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, your obituary will read. Your obituary. <laughs> Kathy Emmons, who spoke of President Trump on the radio, <laughs> dies. Please, right? Wouldn't that be a nightmare? Would Elijah Cummings want Donald Trump's name in the headline of his New York Times obituary? No. So maybe from, of course not. So from now on, you have to sort of be explicit in your directions if you die, you know, Don't and have time that. to mention. What if they say, Kathy Emmons, who spent two hours each weekday trying to make sense of John Hall's statements, <laughs> dies at whatever. Do you think, that, I mean... That could be. That could be a headline as well. I mean, yeah. Why did... If it's someone's obituary, let's keep it about them. Uh, let's just honor so. the person. Right. Let's be glad for their life. Let's give thanks to God for 68 good years. And let's not move, mention move forward. the rest of what's going on in our news cycle. You got that Good right. grief. Hey, yeah. speaking of news cycle, coming up next in the 5 o'clock hour, Oz Guinness, author of more than 30 books, a prominent social critic, a terrific writer. We're going to talk about his brand new book, which, I mean, this is high praise. 
I think it is his best book since he wrote The Call, which I think was, I don't know how many decades ago. Yeah. It is that good. He's a powerful man. So coming up in just a little bit, uh, after we take a break for news, weather, traffic, Oz Guinness will join us. We lift a glass to the Guinness family. Be back in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is hailing Turkey's five-day ceasefire against the Kurds in northern Syria. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton has more. The agreement was announced as the president flew here to Texas. Stepping off Air Force One, he declared the ceasefire to be an amazing outcome. It's a great day for the United States. It's a great day for Turkey. Mr. Trump, who was harshly criticized for withdrawing U.S. troops from the region, claimed this unconventional way of halting the violence will save millions of lives. And he fully expects Turkish President Erdogan to visit the White House next month. Greg Clugston with the president in Fort Worth, Texas. Home building fell last month. It was driven by a sharp decline in the construction of new apartments. The Commerce Department says housing starts dropped 9.4 percent. The Dow finished higher. The Dow up 24 points. The Nasdaq 32 points higher. This is SRN News. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness spirit and the way you love for all that you are the forevermark tribute collection a diamond for each of your qualities forevermark beautiful rare responsibly sourced explore the forevermark tribute collection at trinity jewelers mount nebo road visit trinityjewelers.com the ride home with john and kathy driven by calusi chevrolet serving the pittsburgh area for over 100 years They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers 
teachers, and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during admissions week October 21st and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Mostly cloudy tonight, brisk and chilly. The low tonight, 39. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high 55. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. It'll be chilly with some frost developing in much of the area with a low tomorrow night of 34. Then a nice-looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny. A milder afternoon, Saturday's high 63 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Question is, does anybody want to be a ref, an umpire, a sporting official? You mean in the NFL? No, no. In local sports, like, um, say, WPIAL. Oh. Or your local little league i would never want to do that really never Too you know difficult. why yeah because all of the parents are crazy and they're screaming at you right okay so this is a, a an article in today's pg uh mike white wrote it there is a shortage of those in stripes is officially a problem in high huh, school that sports does not surprise me. five years ago across the state of pennsylvania there were some sixteen thousand five hundred registered referees uh there are now a thousand two hundred less than five years ago. Wow. Now, the problem is these refs, I mean, they're not making, you know, uh, let's see, to do for a high school football ref, he makes about 55 bucks per game. Come to, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, if you go Wait, further up. Wait, can you believe that? If you go, yeah, it's a lot, so it's, a lot of money. So it's the middle of November and you're refing a high school football game and you're making 50 bucks? Right. A uh, class 5A or 6A contest will get you $91. But oh, that, that's how it is. I mean, the, God the, bless them. The, the men and women who are the refs, they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it for the love of the game and because they love being around young student athletes, right? But the problem is there is too much abuse by too many people. At a wrestling match um, uh, not that long ago in a local school, a, a guy came out of the stands and he punched the ref three times in the face. So the people are saying, I, I just don't want to do it. Uh, Moon, the Moon School District, they sent out, the athletic director, at the beginning of the high school year, sent out a letter to every parent, every parent household, saying, be respectful. 
when you attend Good, high school sport. Yeah. So you've got to like educate people because we're so used to as, you know, talking about the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA, you know, kill the umpire, screaming right. at the ref. You just make things untenable for these poor men and women who are trying to do their best. Right. They've got no skin in the game, so to speak. They're showing up, as I said, because they like student athletes. Here's the good news. If you're 18 or a high school graduate, you are eligible to become a Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association registered official. So anybody could do it. Now, of course, you got to go through training and whatnot. You must register at a profile. You pay a $30 fee. You need a score of 75% on 100 questions, which is kind of a low bar. Yeah, okay. Right? 70, you can be right. So that's why we've got the problems in the NFL we've got. Maybe so. After the test, you get uh, mandated clearances. You know, so you have to go through some rigmarole to get to that point, and then you become part of the system. But they're crying out for help. This is the same kind of thing. Look, it's the same sort of community thing where no refs, no volunteer firemen, no what? You know, mm-hmm. you name it. No um, moose club or the rotary or the elks, those the glue that Cub used Scout to hold leader. us together. Yeah, Cub Scout leader. I was one of those. That's all disappearing. Mm-hmm. People either choose not to show up or if they do show up, someone else has to carry the load. Right. Going back to our attitude towards refs, you know, I've said this before on the air, but the NFL's losing me. I, I'm nowhere near as invested as I used to be. And I think it's a combination of things. I'm concerned about the about CTE. I've been so bowled over by the Antonio Browns and Le'Veon Bells of the world who are just so narcissistic and have completely lost their team approach. But the third thing is this obsession with refs is really uncomfortable for me. I mean, I, mean, I understand. I mean, believe me, the Jesse James call, <laughs> I remember it well. It was extremely painful. Um, I want the reason I was advocating for um, instant replay is because I want refs to be able to get it right because I know refs want to get it right. Of course. Right. But what's happened in this season is because they're able to go back and look at pass interference calls, the game is getting, it's like a board meeting. It's like a bunch of like rule generating human beings. It's not fun anymore. Right, right. And, and I get the fact that we want officials to get to make the right call, but it's like life or death. It's just, there's something about it that is just soul sucking. Okay, so speaking of soul sucking, then Major League Baseball is moving closer to having robots calling balls and strikes, right? So you take out the human element. A lot of people have resisted this for a long time, but it looks as though we're headed that way. What if Does that, that would be the case? You? Uh, well, the same soul-sucking thing that you feel about Major League Baseball, I feel about uh, about football, I feel about baseball. I've kind of lost my mojo for baseball because of what happened here with the team and the malaise and all that. So I'm kind of like, man, do what you got to do. So, but, okay, but, you know, we both have watched a lot of tennis in our lives. Oh, yeah. So tennis has had the eye for at least 15 years. I like it. I like it. I think it's and it's it seems like it gives you a sense of black and white right? because it's not a judgment. And I don't feel like it's injured tennis very much. Now, no. I don't watch tennis nearly as much as I used to before I had kids because, you know, kids and watching tennis like don't combine. But I feel like when I have watched it, it hasn't ruined the game for me. Maybe baseball will survive that. 
Yeah, I think it will. The problem with to me with me with baseball is that, like anything, they're always tweaking, tweak, 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 tweak. You know, let's put the de- designated hitter in. Let's speed up the game. We we'll put a clock in. All these things. I mean. Just let the thing I know, go, would I you know. please? But I everyone's agree. always trying I to agree. mess with And that's things. the same with the NFL. So every year we have new rules. When it came time for overtime, I forget, what, what Steeler game was it? That it Who knows what the rules yeah, are now? I couldn't remember no. what the overtime. I was like, no, wait, now did both teams get the ball? Right. Or do you have to get a touchdown? Or can you kick? And if you kick, like, I Right. I mean, I guess that, you know, it's just like life. I mean, the, the, the constant in life is that everything always changes. And that's just how it's going to be. Right? I don't know. I think Is the NFL losing you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I watched the game. I kind of watched the game, you know, passively. I enjoyed Sunday night's game more than I've enjoyed a Steeler game in a year and a half. Yeah, it's okay. But, I mean, I, I just kind of go, I'm, I'm sort of reading, I'm either reading the newspaper or a book, and then I'm sort of looking at the game halfway. So I'm not totally invested. And not saying that's because the Steelers stink this year, which, you know, if they were, because a lot of people will do that, right? You jump on and off the bandwagon. I'm not jumping on and off the bandwagon. I'm just saying that, you know, there's other things to do, yeah. There's and a it's lot just not—it's not captivating me like it used to. Right. So, however, anyway, the, yeah, I have good news though. Something has totally captivated me. Which is, it's the brand new book by Oz Guinness. And listen, if you're an Oz Guinness fan, you know he's so prolific. He's written more than thirty books, and they're all every one of them, every one of them is worthwhile. But just in my own personal opinion, this one is up there with the call. What's it I called? loved it. It's called Carpe Diem Redeemed: Seizing the Day, Discerning the Times. The distinguished Dr. Oz Guinness next. I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Mike Donahue from 10th Avenue North shares about finding your true purpose. Your calling is where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And a lot of us only ask ourselves one of those questions. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith, Saturday night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Hi, this is Tunch Elkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet, and it is officially Chevy Truck Month. Calusi has a huge selection of Silverados in stock, and right now you can qualify for over $9,500 off the MSRP on select models of the new 2019 Silverado All-Star. Plus, only during Truck Month, there's no monthly payments for 90 days for well-qualified buyers and when you finance with GM Financial. Check them out at Calusi.com. Buy new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you'd need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Thinking about life insurance? 
Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. You know, you know, when you hear the phrase, um, seize the day, right? Seize the day. Carpe diem. I often wonder... Live your best life now. Yeah, right, right. right. But if you don't know what life's about, if you don't understand the beauty and the power, the, the deepness of it all, and, you know, someone's okay, well, got that poster on their wall... Well, say, say you do understand the depth of it, though. It still doesn't help you to seize it, right? Because it's like sand running through your fingers. It's just time. You can't... But at least if you understand, if you if you are at, a, at an age where you do understand it, you at least have a target, right? I, because it is so rich and full and deep and wide. I'm going to throw myself into this. I'm going to I'm going to squeeze every moment I can, which few of us do, right? I want to be involved in the richness of it, the beauty, the intensity, the power. But at the, the end, passion. Of, but at the end of the day, it's still the end of the day. Right. You, you spent your time. I did, but you can't get it back. But how many times you're lying in bed and you go, "That was a good day. That was a right. really good there day." There are also days when you think, "What did I do today?" Right. But you know, so I think about seizing the day and carpe diem, uh, and it's kind of like if you don't know what you're seizing, it's sort of like when you see the, you know, like um, you go to the store and you see like on, you know, pieces of decorative wood, uh, believe. Yeah. Well, what the heck does that mean? What do you believe? Mm-hmm. Believe what? So how does that work? Seize the day. What exactly are we seizing? Mm-hmm. Oz Guinness was with us. Oz is a uh, a prominent social critic. He's addressed audiences worldwide on the subject of freedom of religion and conscience. He is also a, a best-selling author with more than 30 books under his belt. The Call, Renaissance, Last Call for Liberty. He's a visiting fellow at Brookings Institute. His brand new book, which he's here today to talk to us about, Carpe Diem Redeemed. Oz, welcome back to the show. If everyone thought as well as you do, I wouldn't have to write. (laughs) Well, Oz, I have to tell you that I I think I've read most of your books. Um, I'm sure there are a couple that have escaped me, but... This book is up there with the call for me as just an absolutely foundational book. I can't tell you how important I think it is, how grateful I am that you have produced it. Um, So let's start with this. It seems like time has sped up. And I don't know if that's because of my age or because of the electronic world that we live in. And I wonder what that means. It makes me feel like I can never live efficiently enough. Well, it's probably a bit of both of those because we're living what's called fast life, you know, which is coming from the pressure of clock time. 
in a modern form. But also, the older we get, the more we realize that, you know, we won't be here forever. So we've got to make the most of the days we have and thank the Lord for every new day. You know, I, I read one. I'm so glad that you tied it in with a call because part of my thinking was, you know, we need to relay the foundations of the great biblical truths that make the Christian and Jewish lives so much richer and deeper than any others. And one of the elements of that is time. And so that's what this book is about, a sense of time and how that affects our daily lives. Yes. Uh, I remember years ago, I um, was with a, a group of people. We were working on a project, and there was a break. And uh, there was a woman uh, who was part of the project. She was probably, at the time, in uh, her early 70s, and we bumped into each other during the break. And she said to me, John, what are you doing? And I said, oh, Lydia, I- I'm just killing time. And it was if, mm. as if I, I poked her with a, you know, with a, a, a knife or something. She was like, oh, John, please, please do anything, but do not kill time. And I remember, you know, it was a really direct a, a admonishment to me, but I, it's something that I, I see the wisdom in. Well, that's right. There are a few things in life when we want to kill time. And you think of prisoners serving time. But for most of us, life is going so fast, you want to stop it. You know, but the point is, how do we live it in a deep way? And I think the biblical view of time is so much richer, say, than the Eastern and the secularist view of time. And once you see those incredible differences, it makes an enormous difference how you look at the shortness and the intensity of life. So let's look first at the secular approach to time, Oz. I think first off of uh, Nike, just do it, right? We could also yep. do, you know, YOLO, you only live once. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. And in the secular view of time, a lot of people do say copy DM, it's widely quoted. But basically, it boils down to grab it while you can. That was the secular view of time. You just have the tick tock, tick tock succession of moments. And there's no meaning to it all. If you want meaning, you have to create it. I remember when I was a student hearing Bertrand Russell, you know, we've got to be like the Greek giant Atlas who carried the world of his own meaning on his own shoulders. And you can see in the secular world, that leads to optimists who think we can do that. People like Steven Pinker at Harvard. But more often, it equally leads to pessimists, those who realize we'll never beat time. It'll beat us in the end of the day. And uh, time is the ruin of man. And the secular view is actually rather pessimistic if you follow it through. Well, there's not enough time because time is finite. But the other problem is there's too much to know. Well, that's true. And I think, you know, we've got to come to terms with our finiteness. We only live so many days, give or take three score years and ten. But equally, we each have our own gifts and callings and spheres of calling. So, you know, as the Jews say, when you meet God, you won't be judged by, because you weren't Moses. You'll be judged whether or not you are yourself. Mm-hmm. And we've got to come to terms of who we are, what our gifts are, what our callings are and make the most of the life that God has given us exactly where we are, and not worry about what you're doing, Kathy, or you're doing, John, and many others. We, we've got to be ourselves. Yes. So, uh, Oz, I have a, a very old dog, and I come home at night, and uh, I, see, I see him lying there pretty much where I left him in the morning. And, and oh. I'm, I'm filled with a, a sense of, of dread for the poor dog because I think all of his time has just been spent lying around. It's, it's a sort of guilt-inducing. And I, and I look at that and I think, 
that poor dog, what can I do to improve his life? And at the same time, you know, while I'm thinking that and feeling guilty about my pet, I think about my own self and think, well, what have I done today to seize the day? How have I changed, you know, myself or the circle around me or my family or the world, even in conversations like this? And and I, I think the reminder is that, you know, what am I investing and I hope to get out of it? And, and how does that work in my life? So is that the call that you're making in Carpe Diem, Carpe Diem Redeemed? Um, part of it, yes, indeed. I was in the Middle East this last week talking to a very eminent leader there who was just about to retire, and he was asking me about retirement. And I was making the simple point, you retire from a job, but you never retire from a calling. And calling gives you, even if you're gone 70, 80, 90, a hundred soon, you know, gives you that sense of purpose every day you're on earth. But I have a chapter that argues that we need to think through what it means to read the signs of the time. So what the Apostle Paul says about King David, he served God's purpose in his generation. So we need to have an understanding of what it is we believe God is doing in our world and our small part in furthering that. Because the biblical view of time I call it, others do too, the covenantal view of time, not the chronological of the seculars, not the cyclical of the Eastern view, Hindus and Buddhists, but covenantal. Time and history have meaning. They're going somewhere. And we become partners with God, covenant partners, as we enter into our callings and work with him for the repair and restoration of the world through his kingdom. Dr. Oz Guinness is with us. We're talking about his brand new book called Carpe Diem Redeemed, Seizing the Day, Discerning the Times. Oz, I want to get to what to me is the heart of the book, which is, I think it's the angst of every human, which is that you realize that your life is could be over in a flash. I mean, you have a, a wonderful selection of quotes at the beginning of the book. I mean, I don't know how many are there, but there have to be, what, 30 quotes in there. They're biblical mm-hmm. quotes. They're quotes from great philosophers, from thinkers, from regular people. Um, but it's... Canadians. Yeah, even if... <laughs> and... And when you read those, you realize that we all think the same thoughts, which is that our mortality is always before us, that our time is limited. But if we don't find the author of time, we'll never be settled. No, that's exactly right. Someone wondered why I put all those quotes in there, and I left them in because read those by themselves and you start thinking deeply about time. In other words, we've all got to lead what Socrates called an examined life, thinking enough, caring enough, in order to know what life's about, how we can live it well, how we can live it wisely, and there are ways in which we need to think that through, all of us. Because there's a moment when all of us face our immortality. I mean, my two brothers died when I was very, very small. So I grew up with death all around me in China, and that sense of why not me from the very beginning. Now, others don't really think of that till a lot later in life. But at some point, it's the truth we all face alone, mortality. We're not going to be here forever, and soon the world will go on without us, and we'll even forget what we've been here. But we've got to know that in that life, we've served God's purposes, made the most of our time, because nothing under the Lord is futile and in vain. Yes. 
So we have served God's purposes. And is that the be-all and end-all, Oz? I mean, if we serve God's purposes in all that we do, which, of course, is an impossibility, that's the main reason why we're here. Well, it's how we serve his purposes in the wider world. And we don't understand till the end of time. And the whole notion of apocalypse is unveiling. Suddenly we'll see the meaning of time, the meaning of history, all the things that are contradictions and shocking counter-evidence and so on. One day we'll see the meaning of it all. But for the moment, we just have to do our small part, which is follow his calling and be faithful to him. And that's a fulfillment in itself. We're just playing our part. Oz, I think of the friends that I have, the dear friends, who are living really dynamic lives. They don't yet believe in Jesus, um, but they're making a great difference in the world and they're living lives of significance. But at in their deepest self, there is this sense of despair because they don't know what it's for, because they recognize what you just said, which is that after they're gone, is anyone going to remember what they did? Is it enough mm-hmm that the people who are around them now recognize them. Is that what it is? They're not sure what it's for. And I think that's the the key to unlocking the time question and the finite time question is that there is one who created time and knows it. And, and so the knowledge of God, I think is really the, it's the missing link to any type of substantial meaning in life. Uh, you put it well, Kathy. Now, as humans conquer space, cell phones, bulldozers, jet planes, but we never conquer time. And you can see for many of the atheists, time has just beaten them, and their lives add up to nothing. Right. And so we're one of 7 million, billion people in the world today, and how many billions more in history, and history will have forgotten us, and who are we? You can see that the atheists wrestling with time have no answer, whereas For us, with the resurrection and with the coming of the Messiah and God's providence over history, we have a wonderfully rich, deep view of time, which should inspire followers of Jesus with a tremendous sense of purpose every day. And so Dickens says, these are the best of times, these are the worst of times. And Oz, you've been around long enough to see a lot of best and a lot of worst. I mean, it's clearly... There is a difference in the time that we live in from the turn of the century or from the 40s when World War II was raging or whatnot. I mean, these are not bad times we live in, especially if you live in the Western world and you have all the modern conveniences. But at the same time, our sinfulness, our greed, our busyness, all those make it the worst of times in our own lives. Well, clearly, capitalism, science, and technology have done an incredible amount in the 20th century to lift much of the world out of poverty. But at the same time, America's suffering its deepest crisis since the Civil War. Our Western world is uh, decadent and in decline. And we're living in an extraordinary moment, rather like uh, St. Augustine, who had to witness the fall of the Roman Empire. So as you say, it's the best of times in some ways. Um, Fewer poor people in the world, etc. Yes. But in other ways, it's a very challenging time for people in the West and for Americans uh, and for Christians in America. The scandal of the American church, this is the one country in the West where Christians are a huge majority, but culturally uninfluential. Hmm. 
and there's something badly wrong there. So as you say, the best of times, the worst of times. Yes, but Oz, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have to have the optimism of the best of times in your DNA. Oh, absolutely. Hope. Living between the resurrection and the second coming of our Lord, when the Messiah will put right what we can't, no, we can no more solve the problems of the world than we can save ourselves. And so we are people with tremendous hope because it's rooted in the Lord. And I love the simple truth I put there, Reinhold Niebuhr, the end is not the end. Now, it's in the Bible are two types of meaning of the word end. Some are like finis, the Latin, ending, conclusion, full stop, period. In other words, the end of summer, winter's coming. The end of life, death. There are endings like that, but the end in the other sense of the word is the Greek word telos, which means end as objective, climax, culmination. And so every end in the first sense has an end in the second because our Lord is working out purposes, which we may not see now, but we will see one day. So we are, we are people of incredible hope over against the cynicism and mistrust and despair, sadly the suicides of so many in our culture today. Oz Guinness has written over 30 books, and there are books that have great information in them. Um, there's great observation. This book has tremendous analysis, and at its heart, it is wise. And so I recommend it most highly. Carpe Diem Redeemed, Seizing the Day, Discerning the Times. Thank you, Dr. Oz Guinness. Great pleasure to be with you, John and Kathy. Thank you. Our great pleasure. We'll take a quick break and come back. We're going to talk about uh, offices, relaxing, sometimes chaotic. Offices have changed. What's yours like? We'll find out next on The Ride Home. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 412-849-3224 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. 
Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Oh, wow! It can't be. Oh, yes, yes, yes! Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use Mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe! I can breathe! Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. <laughs> Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Mostly cloudy tonight, brisk and chilly. The low tonight, 39. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high 55. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. It'll be chilly with some frost developing in much of the area with a low tomorrow night. A 34, then a nice-looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny, a milder afternoon, Saturday's high 63 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Casual Friday. Casual Friday. It's not Friday, but you know what I'm talking about. It's the day that everybody comes in, they're slumming. Wearing khakis. I remember when I was growing up. When they instituted casual Fridays at the H.J. Hines Company, my dad was completely overwhelmed by what that meant, what that he could possibly wear. Right. Because he used to wear a suit and tie. Right? right. And so what What was – he was like, so does that mean I don't wear a tie? Does that mean I don't wear a jacket? Does that mean – like – and that was a whole change in orientation. Now – when anyone comes into, and it depends on your workplace. We work at a radio station, though. Um, well, but here's the thing: our company does have regulations about what we're allowed to wear yeah. and what we're not allowed to wear. So it's not like we're slumming it. However, none of us are wearing. None of the men are wearing suits and ties. No. And it's a it's a rare day that I wear you know a fancy dress or a suit or something like that. It happens periodically, but not regularly. But our bosses wear suit and ties, don't they? Yes, they do, but not – well, not ties. Sometimes ties. Oh, no, no. But not our all. boss wears a tie okay. every day. Well, our immediate boss doesn't no, wear a tie every no. day. So it depends on the person. But overall, it's a much more casual workplace in America Without than it was yeah. decades ago, right? Right. Okay. If we were working in television, it would be different, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. In TV, they'd be wearing suits and ties on top and shorts and yeah, Nikes on the, bottom, on the bottom. Right. Yeah. This article in Biz Journals, though – gives the opposite perspective, which is that that's not that type of casual attitude, not making everybody as happy in the workplace as you might think. Hmm. So there was a new survey done by Workplace Boundaries, and they polled more than a thousand U.S. office workers. And here's what they found, John. Hmm. They said that there are negative attitudes about the increasingly relaxed nature of the workplace. I could see that because, you know, people will push the boundaries and all of a sudden they're showing up in flip-flops and shorts. Right. And they're like, how did this happen? Right. right? So some people say that they like to be released of the responsibility to care about their clothes. But it seems that all the people around them are sad that they feel that way (laughs) and wish that we could go back. Okay. Here are some of the report's top findings. Okay. Okay. Two-thirds of the people surveyed 
say they are tired of their coworkers bringing pets to work. Pets? See, that, that's bad. How can you get any work done with your, what, your dog sitting next to you? Mm-hmm. You're worried about your dog. Okay, so if two-thirds of the people are saying that, two-thirds of the people have had someone bring a pet to work. Yeah. I don't think, I think here in this building, we, pets are not allowed. Well, we had one person who brought their dog in. Right. Right. But that was- He worked for an ad agency. Right. You know how those guys are. Okay. Uh, 62% of the people say that you shouldn't bring your kids. Yeah. Well, we used to, when our kids were little, yeah, our kids would show up here, here. Right. And management was very kind with us. And there were some computers back here, and they'd sit there and play some video games. But while maybe we were. all the people around us really hated it. No. But I, they didn't know how to say it. No, that could maybe be. Maybe so. <laughs> Not our be. kids. Okay, now listen to this 52% of the people said that hugs should not be given in a professional setting. Now, who is <laughs> hugging at work? Hugging. <laughs> well, no, wait a second. The thought I mean, of hugging anyone here at the station no, 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 no. is no. nutty. How about Diane? Okay, Diane is different. No, no. Diane. It's the same thing. No. You, right? Yeah. Okay, but no, Di- Every- we're talking about Diane who's sitting at the front desk, who is an angelic creature, who we all deeply love and adore. She's fabulous. Okay, so love everybody her. is going to... You just, you know. Okay, but not everybody's hugging Diane. You and I might hug. No. I might hug Diane, but are you hugging Diane? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm hugging Diane. All right. Yeah. I wonder if Mike's hugging I Diane. I love her. Yeah. But all the years you and I worked together, I don't think we've ever. No. <laughs> we've ever I feel like we need to start. <laughs> no, no. That's kind of weird, right? 63% of the people surveyed say that they have their social media profile set to avoid anyone from work. Oh, really? Really? 62%. 63%. So your Facebook friends are not your work friends. Right. And if you are my work friend, you are for sure not my Facebook friend. (laughs) Well, I can understand that as well, right? Because there's a certain sort of wall that you set up at work. Right. right. So then, so my, you know, the guy down the hall knows all of a sudden that, um, you know, I took a photograph of my pork chop last night, which right. is ridiculous, right? People do that. Or what about the person who calls in sick, except that oh. on Facebook they were like, you yeah. know, in, you know, Bora Bora. Yeah. Well, no, that would be hard to get to in right, a day, right, but you right. know what I mean? You know, people who are post, listen, my husband has worked with multiple people who have gotten fired because of Facebook. What? Tell me this story. I what? can't tell you the story I mean, because like what? we're on a radio station. Untoward and, things? Uh-huh. Really? Or, just, or things like that. Really? Things that they told their supervisor one thing and, and then did another, clearly and then they... looking at their social media profile is showing something oh different. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a common thing. Because they were friends on Facebook, and so they were able to... Right. So uh, these people, 63% are smarter by saying, I'm not going to be social media right, friends okay, with yeah. the people I'm working with. Okay. Right. 63%... <laughs> 63% of the people believe workout clothes should not be worn worn in the office. Can you imagine? Can I just state for the record, leggings are not pants. Workout clothes. Leggings are not pants. Right. Okay. So we're going to do leggings like, are not pants. We're going to do a little session of yoga in the back hall here. I mean, right? who's wearing what? So people are wearing what? Like sweats and sweats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that what? That shiny elastic stuff, whatever that. You yeah. Know, yeah. Lycra, whatever mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> They're wearing that to work. Workout. I'm going to wear a headband. Are Let's you? Let's get physical. Physical. Wow, you went back to Olivia. <laughs> That's the headband look. That's the only thing I got. 53% said they feel uncomfortable when coworkers gossip. 
Oh, come on. That's what it is to breathe in this world. Oh, my Don't gosh. you think? Thank goodness that people feel uncomfortable with yeah, it. I'm happy that, that right. 53% say that they noticed something wrong with it. Because <laughs> if you're on Twitter for more than five minutes, right. you think, boy, everybody must think this How is about, okay. You ever do this? Like you get on the elevator, you know, and then you interrupt the conversation where two people are going at it with deep and juicy gossip about a coworker. And oh you think, gosh. hey, I don't want to be part of this. I don't even want to. you guys. I'm not even on your floor. Right? I mean, I oh, they're holy smokes. Okay. Last uh, 37%. That say say that coworkers are too informal in workplace emails. Oh, really? Yeah, that just that's just poor manners, right? I think I, I guess I guess it no, is. No, you have a certain standard in how you communicate with your coworkers and those in the corporation. Do you sign your emails? What do you mean? Do I sign them? Like my signature? Like no, an electronic like, signature? You, like when you finish what you have to say, and you know your nameplate's at the bottom. You know John Hall, the yeah. ride home. You know Salem Media Group no, or whatever. Do you say like best, or do you say regards? Oh, uh, or do you... sometimes, yeah, yeah. It all depends. Um, if I'm, you know, initially sending something out to someone, you know, I, I do. But then as the, I go back and forth with the exchange... as You get my, tired of them? No, then I just become real formal. <laughs> then it breaks down. I don't go, uh, you know, hi, Arlene, or I just go, Bep, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, here's what I'm asking, and, you know, I don't, I don't have to go through the formalities. Got Do you? It. Do you uh, make... No. Are you always signing off? I'm never signing off. And you don't I, say best? Well, see, now the way you say that, you've made me feel bad. You don't say thanks? No. Or, I mean, because you... I usually don't. Oh. I usually just finish what I'm saying and hit send. Because okay. I think I think no. we all know that I'm grateful and, you know, good job you. Yeah. Unless it's someone I don't know, I would say best or regards or something. But usually I don't sign my emails. If someone you don't know, but uh, most of your emails, at least the most of my emails, I'm going out to people that I generally do not know on a, on a you know, intimate basis. Well, so I'm but, just following along protocol. So I Classic Mike, who's running our oh, show today no, because no. New Mike isn't here. I'm not saying, no. you know, have a great day. Kind regards. Warm <laughs> regards. My Looking forward, my friend. Peace be with you. I'm just not doing that. No, no. I'm not. Right. I'm not. But, but the, I do appreciate but, people who do that. I know. I know a lot of people who do that, and that's where my insecurity comes from. No. I, I just yell down the hall, hey, Mike. You know, <laughs> you know what John does? And Classic Mike's laughing about this because he knows what I'm going to say. say. When you want to talk to somebody, mm. you start talking to them before you're in their office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like a good 30 feet from there and you're like, no. hey, Mike. I, I'm sorry. You know, my, I like it. I'm just in a hurry half, a lot of times. I like I just, it. I like I get it. anxious in my in my busyness, right. and I you know, and I forget people are not on the same page with me. That's all. I often have wondered though mm. if you start like when you're coming to my house, do you start talking to me in the car? <laughs> well, I before, before, I'm having, before you get there, I'm having entire conversations with you, and surprising you're not responding. That's all. <laughs> what the heck? You keep saying regards, and you get <laughs> best. <laughs> Take a break. I don't know what I, what's up next, but, you know, looking the real, forward. The real reason the sound of your mm-hmm. voice makes you cringe. 101.5 WORD. At Truth For Life, we believe the local church plays an essential role in God's plan for believers. And we're committed to supporting pastors and church leaders. So we're setting aside time to hear messages specifically delivered with pastors in mind this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. 
Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Tour any of their three North Hills campuses during admissions week October 21st and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. (laughs) Regularly, when we're sitting in studio during a commercial break and one of our commercials come on, right? Oh, my gosh. I despise it. And both Kath and I would go, I'll oh, turn that down. Turn Please, that, turn just me turn off. Turn it off, right? Uh, <clears throat> just, you know, what it is. But, you know, I think this is a common thing, whether you're, you know, on the radio or you're just, you know, a, a person hearing your voice recorded on your iPhone or whatnot. Most people, for whatever weird reason, dislike the sound of their own voice. Yeah. So it's okay when it's in your head, but when you hear a recording of it, you think, really? Yeah. Okay. So. There's a, a study we saw that asked participants to rate the attractiveness of different recorded voice samples. And when their own person's voice was secretly mixed in with those samples, participants gave significantly higher ratings to their own voice that they did not recognize as their own. How could you not recognize your voice? I'm sure the samples just went by oh, so know, quickly? in three seconds. Right. What's more... An explanation found in an early study published years before that, this study, 
says that the the sound and the frequency of your voice and the emotion is what propels you to either like or dislike your voice, okay? Oh, so, so it's not the timbre of it? No, it's, it's how not. you talk. Right. Because what we're hearing, what the, what the study is saying is when we hear a recorded voice, we, as owners of our own voice, we can see or we can hear the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings, the history, the ideas that go into... Oh, we don't like that because right. this, the whole thing's too painful. It's too much. In a, a huh. brief audio clip, there's so much being shared that you it's like seeing your fingerprint in 3D in some weird way. Really? Yeah, so and that's so you're overwhelmed what it is. by it. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's not that you don't like the sound of your voice. It's that it, you just you know all the backstory exactly. instantly. And it's too much to bear to hear your own voice on a regular basis. Isn't that weird? Listen, the single worst part of working in radio is having to sit down with your boss and do what they call an air check. I know this is a little inside baseball, but I just have to tell you. So an air check is your your boss picks a random portion of your show, and or maybe it's not random. Maybe it's a <laughs> no, portion that he heard and he really didn't like at all. And, and he hits play, mm-hmm. and you have to sit there in the same room with him and listen to it. And he'll say, tell me what you were thinking when you said that. What What, what was on your mind when you uttered that complete and total buffoonery? <laughs> And you go, it is so darkly terrible. Oh, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Oh my gosh, that's just the word air check. I just start to break out in a rash. And and it's not you know it's not about like I said about the emotion or the thoughts or it just. So I wonder if that happens with people who are singers, and they hear. I remember you know that sound uh, documentary that you and I. Watched. Oh yes, what's it called? Sound, Sound design. Sound. I forget. It's really I forget what it was called, but it was a BBC produced thing. It was done by the um, the producer of the Beatles, right? And it was a chronicle. It's an eight part oh, chronicle so of how recorded music has changed over the decades. It is. It's a nine part series. So right? terrific. Sure yeah, it's is. eight or nine. Um, anyway, there's one part in it where they're focusing on vocalists, and Christina Aguilera <laughs> records a song. I don't remember what song it is. She records a song. It's her first take. And her producer says, that's it. Mm -hmm. And she refuses to accept that that's the one. She says, no, no, no. Wait a minute. No, no. I have I'm I'm going to do this a thousand times because I'm going to change it and I'm going to do a better job here. and I'm going to take a breath in a different place here. And I don't like how I, she would not no. give in. She said, I, no, I, I, I have to be able to do it better. But anyway, the, the producer had to physically put her hands on her shoulders stop. and say, you must stop this. And you have to trust me when I tell you that that is the take. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Right. It it doesn't matter that it was the first one. It's the best one you're ever going to do. Yeah. That's how good it is. And so so singers must also dislike the sound of their voice. I'm sure. Now, on, on the flip side of that, I had a, a friend who maybe I was like in my 30s. And uh, this guy's name was Alan. And I, you know, I hadn't seen him for a long time. And he said to me, hey, I'm working at uh, Giant Eagle. You got to stop by sometime. And I said, why? He said, I do the announcements over the PA system. And I was like, whoa, he absolutely loved it. And I went in one time to see him and I was like, hey, Alan. He goes, hold on. He went back to, the- <laughs> to make his announcement. He made an announcement. He was like, what do you think, man? You think so? 
Huh? He was looking to me for approval. Like, and I'm like, yeah, when you did that pork chop special, I mean, that would just right. knock it out of the park. So you you take delight in some ways, right? right? Whether you, but if he heard it recorded back, he probably wouldn't like it. I don't know. But he sure was enjoying himself on the stage, giving the daily specials over the air. Anyway, the sound of your own voice. For some people, it's luxurious. For other people, it's chalk on the board. No, I don't think for anybody it's luxurious. You don't think so? Nobody likes it. How about people who do audio books and things like that? I bet they don't like it. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855 565 5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? There's a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. At Regenerate Me Pittsburgh, now in Bethel Park, certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. A full recovery without surgery or drugs is possible. Get a complete diagnostic review plus your first treatment for just a hundred dollars for a limited time see if you qualify call 412-851-3811 412-851-3811 every day the men and women of the united states marine corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the american way of life since 1775 wherever the mission takes us we always remember the land we call home As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net National Pasta Day. National Pasta Day. You like pasta? I like pasta, but I don't feel good after I eat pasta. Uh, too bloated. Yeah. It mm. really makes me feel like unwell. Really? Listen to this. 75% of people surveyed in a, in a survey eat pasta once a week. 
That ca- you don't that? do eat pasta once a week? No, no. Uh, only because my wife, you know, would probably, you know, not want me to eat it once a week. But I love pasta. I'd, I'd be happy to eat it once a week. Would you? When I don't have pasta, like for you know a few weeks, I go. Well, I'm really in the mood for a bowl of pasta. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've had pasta in three months, four no months. No kidding. No, I know. Really? My wife. I had mean, a- I, except for rice noodles, I eat a lot of pad thai. Rice noodles. Oh, okay, yeah, that. that's fabulous. Because they don't make me feel bloated. They really? just they make me feel very happy. Rice noodles are they like glassine noodles? Right. What are glassine noodles? Like like thin, crystallized, like you know, really. I don't know. They're whatever's in pad thai. Mm. What's your, what about the favorite pasta sauce? You like pesto sauce? Bring the meat sauce. Meat sauce. Just bring the meat sauce. It's Let's fabulous. go straight to the heart of the matter. All right. Uh, uh, Buca de Peppa, where's your, where are you going to have some, some pasta? Uh, home. Yeah, always. Happy National Pasta Day. Have a bowl. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.